Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. This is episode number 71 as we're doing episode by episode and kind of ignoring this season thing as we've talked in the past. Well, I will tell you this. Um, there is a, a buzzword uh, in the songwriting community these days that you're hearing a lot. And we've talked a little bit about it in the past on past shows, but we've never really dived in deep. Uh, and, and the word is sync. We're going to talk about sync uh, and what that is because we have a sync agent and a music supervisor with us today. And as an extra bonus, she's an amazing songwriter, um, an artist. She's played internationally. Uh, she's had charted songs. In fact, she was the uh, International Music and Entertain- uh, Entertainment Association's Songwriter of the Year in 18 and 15. Mm-hmm. And she she's played a lot of song festivals around, like Americana Fest here in Nashville, which is really big. Mm-hmm. Tin Pan South, which is another great festival. And just recently caught up with her at the Gatlinburg Songwriter Festival. It's Chantel Ogden is with us, our guest. Chantel, good to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Dave. This is an honor to sit across the table from you. Um, Literally across yeah, the table. The dining room <laughs> table is, is every bit a part of this show. Absolutely. So we're going to do some live music like we always do. Yeah. But, you know, it's so interesting. When I, when I first, I think... I, I got an email and it's like, how have we never connected? Because it's, people will say this is a little big town. <laughs> it is. Well, and I, I, I think what's interesting about Nashville is there are all these little pockets uh-huh. and yeah. it's, it's almost like people sort of travel in their little circles they do, okay. and they don't always, you know, those circles don't always connect to each other right and and i think um that goes back to sort of like when you got to town the Mm -hmm. people that you first met that that circle is kind of when that's built as early on and then and then you kind of get doing your own thing and you don't get out as much to to continue to network and that's a bad thing but Mm -hmm. um i've had i've seen it many times you know people say how can you not and and yeah. i it is interesting how you can it is because we have so many friends yeah, in common the friends know? in common and and you know kind of play the same places yeah. and everything and yeah yeah it is kind of an interesting it is a little big town isn't, yeah. it, isn't it interesting yeah. yeah it was so cool to catch you at gatlinburg songwriting fest and uh oh I, what a lovely what a wonderful time yeah it's yeah. just it's such a great community of songwriters that gather there and because of the proximity to nashville man i mean that one night um you know it was like listening to just hit after hit it was almost like this little intimate hit songwriter circle Mm -hmm. um and and it's just amazing the the talent the people who have had big cuts and people who haven't even just mingling and yeah just just hanging out Mm -hmm. and chatting and um jamming on the porch of the gatlinburg inn exactly yeah in the morning (laughs) i know it's crazy (laughs) it's It's crazy yeah Yeah. it's um yeah it is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. it is a lot of fun and i i would encourage any songwriter to make that a a trip, you yeah. know, an annual sojourn because I think it's uh, it's a great opportunity to just re- reconnect with old friends and meet new ones, and an opportunity to learn too because there's various sure. classes you can take. Yeah. You taught one on sync, right? Which we're I did. Talk about. Yeah. yeah, I did Absolutely. teach one, and and it was fantastic. We had a great um, great crowd, and um, I I I just can't say enough good about the festival. Yep, me neither. Let's play your song though. You've got a new single out right now. I want to tell us about it because I want to play it. Yeah, so this single's called Breaking Something Wild. It um, released on uh, Monday, August 29th. Okay. And um, basically, you know, I was out on the road last fall doing some touring. And at the time, I was really struggling with this relationship that that kept feeling more and more confining. Mm-hmm. And I was with Bill DeLuigi, who's a long time, yeah, long time friend. friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Long time friend of mine. He was one of the first people I met in Nashville that I, that I clicked with. So gifted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and we were just chatting and, and I just kept feeling like, um, I was getting broken down somehow. Mm -hmm. And this song 
you know, it's like, it's really about this, this, this cowgirl who's just holding on to her spirit. And, um, you know, of course I grew up on a farm and so we had horses and just kind of the analogy starting out the song makes a little bit more sense as you start to, as the story unfolds. So you co-wrote this with uh, Bill DeLuigi? Yeah, I okay. did. Yep. Very good. Motel 6 in Payson, Arizona. All right. Here it is, uh, Breaking Something Wild, Chantel Ogden on the Songwriter Connection Podcast. He's out in that round pen when the sun comes up, puts fire in his blood when that cold kicks up dust. He lets it run a while, breaking something wild. She's free as a bird on a big sky breeze. She turned his head with that heart on her sleeve. He's got a rope in that smile, yeah, breaking something wild. The just stare me dreams of a child That innocent thunder You can't take it from her Breaking something wild Ooh, breaking something wild First she pulled away But he took it slow With a gentle hand Kept pulling her close, a kiss, a dance at a time, breaking something wild. He'd say, baby, you're perfect, don't ever change. But when she needed freedom, he tightened the reins, he couldn't tell you why. He was breaking something wild. That cowgirl tornado's got dust on her halo And the just stare me dreams of a child That innocent thunder, you can't take it from her Breaking something wild Ooh, breaking something wild One chilly morning in the high truck was long gone no man can hold spirit that strong that cowgirl tornado's got dust on her halo and the just stare me dreams of a child Isn't that awesome? Chantel Ogden is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast, Breaking Something Wild. I should also tell you, you have your own record company, too. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because I'm going to digress here for a second and tell, okay. and tell a story that I was thinking about <laughs> on the way over here. So I grew up, um, as I said, you know, on a farm. In, in Utah? In was Utah, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. And eventually, when I was in high school, I used to do cow cutting competitively. Okay, um, so for so, us uh, suburban yeah. <laughs> guys, what is cow cutting? So cow cutting is um, basically, it's an old, it, it stems from ranching where they mm-hmm. used to take a cow and separate it from the herd to do okay. branding and things like that. Okay. So you can look it up online. It's called cow, hu- cow cutting. Some, cow people, cutting. some people call it horse ballet because <laughs> a lot of times, you know, it's the horse kind of working back and forth, left and right with the cow. Wow. But anyway, um, so, you know, we, I had a, I had a pretty good horse Mm -hmm. and, you know, we had an old truck and a trailer and, and my grandpa always used to say, it's better to spend money on what's inside the trailer than the trailer. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) so, and there were, um, 
Anyway, there were these people that had these horses that they had spent, you know, $100,000 on, and they lived at the trainers, and they had these big rigs, and, Man. you know, they would come into these, you know, come into this, uh, come into these competitions, and it was like, you know, here we were with our little, little trailer and truck and, you know, this horse, and um, every once in a while, um, I would, I would kind of, I would outride them. and um it was it was so much fun when that happened because if you looked at everything around it that should not have happened Mm. right and so going back to the song breaking something wild i just heard today from my distributor that um he's he works with the orchard and they do a lot of major label yeah they do stuff yeah and he said that in the 10 years he's been working with them, there's only been two songs that have been selected to, to go out in their new music weekly. Wow. And um, by That's a little cool. horse, my little horse breaking something wild made it. And and I think, you know, wow. I mean, there's no budget for radio promotion. There's no, but, you know, I mean, yeah. an independent artist, right? So right, right. what I get done is basically kind of what I can do. And every once in a while, it's really nice to know that a good song can still, Isn't you know, yeah. can still somehow find places, right? Yeah. That that don't cost. Because I mean, like you, I'm sure people know. Used to be in radio, yeah. people spend you know thirty grand a month on radio promotion, yeah, you know, or more, true. you know. And yeah. you want to get higher than number thirteen, you got to spend. Some you got to spend yeah. some money, mm-hmm. right? And yep. um, I just anyway that just. Yeah. I hope it doesn't sound prideful, but I was no, just thinking about not you at know, all. Congratulations of, on that. Thinking That's, about that on the way over, like every once in a while, you know, a, a good song can still can still get out there somehow. It is something to really feel good about, and it's a great song. Thank Cow, you. Cowgirl Tornado <laughs> uh-huh. with dust, dust on, on her halo. halo. Yep. What a cool rhyme. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And you and Bill wrote this in a hotel room. We did. Yeah. So Bill. Um, you know, Bill and I were talking, and and a lot of times when we go out on the road, um, you know, I play I play shows, and he does harmony and plays lead guitar for me. But then, you know, when we're not doing the shows, we've got plenty of time to talk. You know, driving to the next gig, and yeah. um, and then usually at night we work on music. And from that trip, we came back with I think we were only out for about a week, and we came back with like four or five different. Oh, that's songs, cool. yeah. Some of them are some are going to be new singles of mine. You know, some of them were, you know, through his publisher pitching to major artists and um, very cool. So yeah, it's just it's fun to. I think uh, writers write. You know, you can <laughs> put us you in. You can put us in a car or a hotel or whatever, yeah. and eventually that's what you're gonna you're gonna pick up the paper and you're gonna start to noodle and mm-hmm. and that's what we do. You know, that's what we do for fun. It's one thing I like to do when I'm driving. So, something think. about the cal- the calm of that road. Or the driving? You the, you write while you're driving? In my head. Oh, in your head. are going through my head. <laughs> don't and if, don't if do I this like, at home, everybody. No, no, no. You don't want to drive and write at the same time. <laughs> if I feel like I'm onto something good, I'll pick up the phone and just talk in yeah. you know, and, yeah. and record a little bit. But uh, yep. if for some reason, the, the the sound of the road does, I don't know. I yeah. Just, yeah. There's Sometimes, a hum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That constant hum. I did get pulled over once because I was... <laughs> writing trying to write this was before they had phones that you could record on yeah and i got pulled over once because i had was trying to scratch some lyrics on a oh, no. like on a napkin and and the the, the policeman pulled me over this is when i lived in georgia and and he said what are you doing and i was like i'm writing a song and i held it up you know and my guitar was in the back because i was coming from someplace playing and give you a warning <laughs> or did yes, you yes yeah. no he gave no. me a warning that's i good. have an honest face dave that's good good for you <laughs> before we uh, we got on and started doing the the, pod, the podcast i you said something that stuck in my head and i'm going to ask you about this because i know you record a lot and you have your own record uh, label which is a hip farm chick records right and um you're a hip farm girl right yeah, I'm. I am the chick. You are the chick. <laughs> whether so or not I'm, whether or not I'm hip is probably debatable, but I am the chick. Yeah, but they were saying a lot of artists today, instead of doing albums, they're just releasing singles. Is that the thing? Is that what you prefer? What's your feelings on that? So this is actually a super timely thing to talk about for me. So I've always, you know, I grew up listening to albums, mm-hmm. like a lot of people, right? Oh, yeah. And um, 
I liked the concept. I've always liked the concept of an album because I look at it like a meal, right? Mm. You've got yeah. your savory, you've got your sweet, you've got, you know, your meat and potatoes. Right. And and so And there's I real always, art as to which goes next and right, which right, last. Right. And, and there's know. so in my mind, like I think about music as a collection. It's a collection of work. It's yes. it's where you are in that chapter, right? Absolutely. And so I've always released albums. Now, they haven't been sometimes big albums. They've been maybe like five, six, seven songs, an something EP, like that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, like an yeah. extended, probably an extended EP. And But they've always been a collection of songs. And I finally, you know, I'm, I'm very slow to catch on to this, but everybody's just doing singles now. And yeah. I thought, you know, the good news about a single is... The, the positive side is that each song has a moment mm. in time. Whereas if you do an album, there's a flurry of activity for a few weeks and then it just kind of drifts away. Yeah. And with singles, you know, a lot of artists release a new single like every six or eight weeks. And yeah, notice it that. gives it it kind of gives that steady conversation going with your fans and I and I get that and I think for me even though it's it's hard for me to think of it in that way I've got I I can see the wisdom in it yeah and so that's what I'm going to start shifting to is just that kind of that continuous steady stream of new music so you record let's say six seven songs okay mm -hmm. rather than put that whole album with this yep. kid and, and, and send it send all out you just do one at a time. Yeah. And then when you get them all out there, then you put the, the Well, you can, up, the you can. And, and I might do that. Like I might release, you know, five and then do an album with the five songs plus two additional or something. Okay. I, you know, but in my mind, I think um, there is, there is, you know, so first of all, and another reason artists do this and writers do this is because it's expensive to it record. Is. You know, it's expensive to record. And so if you can extend out that investment over a longer period, point. I think that's another that's another benefit to it. And plus, you know, it's more, I mean, it's more to talk about and, and share on social media too. Yeah, that's true. And, you mm -hmm. know, again, each song sort of has... There, it's moment right mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to have a conversation about it. We could do a whole show on on promotion. Oh and my how to goodness! Work the, the socials oh, to your benefits and yeah, because a lot of artists use use promotion people that help them with that. Yeah, um, I have somebody that does help me with some social media content. I mean, I still do all the content. She helps me with you know, sort of crafting it and posting with the hashtags and. That's you know, what that I mean. kind of stuff. I just I need that help. Well, you know, Hash, you have hashtag to, confused. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> what the? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think that uh, I think that it's you know I think it's part of being an artist though. It is. You it know, is. it's and, and you got to get on the various playlists. I mean, you do. Yeah, and there's ways well, to do that, right? There's mm. ways to do that, and and I haven't done a good job at sort of the playlisting piece of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you just have to realize if you're an artist, that is part of the deal. Yeah. Is is the engagement on social media, um, that is just part of the job. I it's yeah. it's just part of the thing. It's the thing. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And and I mean I try to just just be who I am there too because I love that. you know, people will see my crazy dog and mm -hmm. you know, different things that are just kind of what you experience in Nashville and and all that kind of stuff there too but yeah uh -huh. I mean it's a whole other I, I get a little bit like oh thinking about you it get you know you can get overwhelmed you can get overwhelmed you? thinking about it yeah. yeah yeah what is your is would you consider I'm going to ask you maybe this is a silly question but if you had a choice to perform or write what would it be you like I know you love doing both I do I I mean I think um, I had somebody ask me this question once, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, the question is, why do you write songs? Okay. Why do you write songs? Well, why do you write songs, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think... I'm I, interviewing you. 
<laughs> when interviews go bad. Um, yeah, so I think... Because you have to. Well, yeah, so I think for me, it's part of expressing what I see in the world, yeah, right? Too. And that is... So right. I'll write about things that excite me, disturb me, make me sad. It's, it's, it's part of the way I process my life and, and mm. the lives of people around me. Interesting. But the other question is, why do you perform? Mm-hmm. And the performance is more about connection for me and, yes. and rallying around the human experience. Wow. Because I think we all... We all hurt, we all cry, we all celebrate, we all have, you know, good experiences and bad, and that's, you know, the best songs are about everybody. They're not about me or you, they're about everybody. And so... So agree. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, like, it's it's two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. I, I get, I kind of get the songwriting thing is, um, is just about expression, and it's it's really about creativity and putting together that puzzle and then you know the sharing comes with the performance and that's a different kind of thing i mean it's really touching i had someone actually just this week um with tears in their eyes tell me how much uh the song um more than you know meant to them mm-hmm. when they lost their they had lost somebody in their family and you know, just said that they really needed to hear that song. And I think like that is because of the sharing, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you so. mentioned that song and that is a powerful song. And I want you uh, listening at home. When you get a chance, uh, go to YouTube and watch the video. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about that special song because you recorded it, but you also had a great uh, demo version that turned into a video. It was in some movies and yep. things. And, yeah. yeah. So powerful I, film. I wrote that song with my friend, Doug Leonard. Um, yep. Hey, he's, been here. he's been around this table. Yeah, there Good you go. Guy. Yeah. Um, so I wrote it with Doug and we were just talking about all the people we knew, all of our friends, all the people that we knew that were just struggling and like, what would we want to say to someone that was struggling? Mm-hmm. And we came up with this idea of like, hey, you're stronger than you know, you know, you're more than you believe. And we started bouncing around those ideas. And so... Um, we ended up just having um, the song recorded, and we just did a demo on it, and then um, using one of the great Nashville yes. voices, Matt Dame. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's done um, he's done demos for me, but he's also me even done harmonies for me on different records that I've done. He's great, amazing singer. And I guess yeah. you now he's fronting. Is it Steel Drivers? Did I say or is it? Oh, is he? I think it's Steel Drivers. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm so glad to hear that because he's a true a true artist. He's great, he really great singer. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he um, he did the demo, and then um, long story short, I got uh, the the I I work in sync, which we'll I'm, talk I'm about. Gonna. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> we'll get there. Well, they're getting and, mutant potatoes right here. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I had sent that to one of the filmmakers I work with and he loved the song. And so he ended up putting it in his film. And then I, about a year later worked on a project for um, people in recovery, addiction recovery. And I thought, man, that song is so appropriate for people who are struggling. And so I ended up also recording it and doing sort of the Chantel version of the song which and that's great too, that's on the uh, that's on the one step closer album. And you can find this on all the music sites. I'm, the, I'm on all the things. Oh, Spotify, yeah, Pandora. I'm or, not hard to find, yeah. Dave. Chantel Ogden. <laughs> Type it in. You will find her, and you will enjoy the music. Oh, thank Before you. we get into the sync stuff, I want to hear another song out of you, and this time live around this old Duncan Fife dining room table. Sure, we got sure. pretty good sound in this dining room, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've got this beautiful guitar. You want to talk about that real quick while you're yes. capitalizing so, here? <laughs> yeah, so I have this um I have this Everett guitar and um basically Kent Everett is a guitar maker in the in Georgia mm-hmm. and he um I now play one of his petite guitars. It's a it's little gorgeous. smaller, easier for me to hold. It's gorgeous. And um and yeah. the sound is incredible. It is. It's. It sounds like a big guitar. It does, but it's. It's not quite. I think it's 
like three fourths the size no of the kidding. guitar. So, yeah. um, I guess I'll play another song that I wrote with sure. Bill D. Um, Bill D. Luigi, by the way, I yeah. was on the podcast. I was trying to look where so you can check it out. Um, but, but I, I will know uh, by the end of the song. I will know. Uh, yeah, to, <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote this with Bill D. and an, and an artist named Sel- Sarah Allison Turner, who then went on to have some. Uh, she's had some cuts and some successes as well. But I recorded this song. Um, it's called "Truth About Trains." Awesome! I like this. Saw you do this in Gatlinburg. Yeah. We were working the rails for Norfolk Southern. Hear that whistle and I go running. And love was just like an engine humming, spark, steam, and fire. Yeah, we ran on that for a while. But the truth about trains is they come and they go. They get what they need, then they leave, disappear into a cloud of smoke. Truth about trains is they leave you blue. Yeah, they can't feel your cold heart steel. That's the truth about trains and you. Love was wild like a West Virginia river Promises you made sure painted pretty pictures When you said those things was your heart still with her Thinking that you'd always go back Like a diesel staring down the track But the truth about trains Is they come and they go Into a cloud of smoke. Truth about trains is they leave you blue. Yeah, they can't feel cold hard steel. That's the truth about trains and you. This might sound crazy, but sometimes lately, sit at the station. Just wait for you. But the truth about trains is they come and they go. They get what they need, then they leave, disappear into a cloud of smoke. The truth about trains is they leave you blue. That's the truth about trains and the truth about you. Love that song. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love train songs. Don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah, there's something in a train song. There's something in a train, too. There is. Yeah. Mystique, that magic. Yeah. That's, that's something. I'm yeah, it real. does. Yeah. There is something there for sure. Again, you wrote that with Bill DeLuigi. And yep. by the way, he was season two, uh, season three, uh, episode six, if you want to go back. Oh, my. Uh, back when we were doing uh, episode season. So He uh, was an early guest uh, in on season the podcast. Three. In season yeah. three, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, oh. uh, yeah. So we, wow. you know, we did the first two uh, year. We first two seasons were like twenty, twenty two shows, and then I would take a little break, and then I decided that, and I worked so far ahead. Why, let's just do episodes, right? So uh, starting uh, with the last episode, uh, episode seventy, we did a special crossover event where we had two podcasts at once. My friend Chad Wilson uh, did his podcast with me. We interviewed uh-huh. each other, oh, and I'm nice. just going to keep it going as episodes. So you're episode 71. All right. But, but Billy's back there. Check him out, because that right. was a great show as well. He did that song that I heard. The first song. Great American the great, song. That's right. Yeah. Maybe later on. Can yeah. we talk you out of that one later yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely. But you, but you know, I want to get to the meat and potatoes of the sink stuff and what yep. you do there. And I'm going to take a little break, but when we come back, we're going to get into that, okay? Sounds Sound good? good. All yeah. Right. Be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Chantel Ogden is our guest, uh, music supervisor, uh, sync agent. Explain what that is. Tell us about sync, my well, friend. Well, yeah, so sync, sync is a shortened term for the for the for the full word synchronization. Okay. And it's the type of license that is created when you when you put music with film. So when you sync music mm. with film, it kicks off what's called a synchronization license. So okay. sync for short is where that all comes from. Seems like everybody's doing sync or wants to do sync, sync today. Yes. Yeah. Why so, is that? Why is it Well, so- I think because, you know, when I moved to Nashville in 2005, I thought, okay, I'm I'm just gonna try to write songs. I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna try to do what a songwriter does, or right? I'm gonna try to write good songs. I'm gonna try to get those songs to artists. And you know, a couple things happened. So I had done my own um, singer songwriter stuff before I even moved to Nashville and recorded a couple of really bad trunk projects in a friend's basement, but. Um, I thought, okay, so I was writing all these songs, and I'm like, okay, I really want to get these songs out there, but I know that it's so tough. Like, after a while, you realize, and, and I people reach out to me all the time, and they just don't know the industry, right? right. And they'll yeah. say, oh, I've got this great song, and... You know, I really want Kenny Chesney to, to sing it. And I'm and I'm going, well, I think that's great. You've mm-hmm. written a sure. great song. Yeah. Um, but, but people don't understand that the way the music business works, the chances of that actually happening are less than a snowflake's chance in you-know-where. Mm. Not even a snowball, a snowflake. Yeah. And so... Because there's just so many songs, there's just so many right, and there's so many gatekeepers, and there's and it's the music business. We were talking about this earlier. You know, if if I'm you know if I'm Sony Mm -hmm. and one of my artists is cutting songs, I'm not going to listen to you know something that someone that we don't know hasn't written. I'm going to go to my catalog where there's songs that I can pick from. And, you know, people don't realize that, you know, every day up and down Music Row, there's new songs being churned out by yes, these people. Were. So these guys are writing two, three sessions a day. Yeah. You know. And uh, and so the the point of all of that is, is after I was in Nashville for a couple of years and I also I did radio promotions, not okay. not um, not the talent side, but. Anyway, I realized when I was here, it was like, okay, I got to start finding new ways to get my songs out there. So the first thing I started doing was I was like, okay, I'm going to actually get out there and I'm going to do the Americana country thing as my, as me as an artist. Big fan of that. And I started really, you know, I would call up radio stations. I'd call up people like you, right? And I'd say like, hi, I'm Chantel. And, you know, I've got this new album and, and it, it worked enough that I was like, okay, I've, I've getting, I'm getting some airplay and, and it seems like I have a place in this genre basically. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing I did was I thought, okay, this film stuff, like you, you turn on any TV show, any film, there's always music in it. Always. And so I'm like, how am I going to get in there? So what I, what I did was, and this was probably, 
like maybe 12 or 13 years ago, I started going to film festivals and I would meet filmmakers and mm-hmm. I would, I would just like, I would introduce myself. I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm a singer songwriter. I'd really like to talk with you about music for your next film. Wow. And the, it took a while of doing that and relationship building, but then finally somebody took me up on it. Wow. And then I, I, I had a couple songs in films and then, and then those people referred me to other people. And then after I'd done that for a couple of years, I, um, I got my courage up and I asked one of the filmmakers, I said, well, you know, what else are you looking for that maybe I can help you find? Yeah. And it was like, well, you know, we need this such and such a kind of song, you know, song for a dance scene in a club or something. Okay. And I mean, at the time I was really only writing kind of country Americana stuff. And I was like, well, I don't have any of those songs, but I, I live in Nashville and I know people who do. So I found those songs and that was the beginning of both the sync agent work which is basically somebody who represents songs to the industry the the film tv TV yeah Mm -hmm. decision makers and also it was the beginning of the other side of that which is the music supervision Uh which is when filmmakers basically tell you okay i've got this film here are the songs i need and you go find them and you do the licensing and all that. And so I kind of have, I have two sort of roles that I play in the sync world. I do music supervision for independent films. And then at the same time I do sync agent work for independent artists and I do not work with major labels. I sound like I'm such anti establishment (laughs) today, don't I? This is the second time I've like been like independent, independent. (laughs) Um, but I just, um, it's easier to clear. Mm-hmm. It's oh, and, and so the now talk about that process. Yeah, You've I was got just going to clear, say it's, it's 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 a different. Yeah, so the word clear means basically that um, that all of the rights holders to the song, mm-hmm. the publishers and the the songwriters, and if there's a label like the label owners, so the people who own both the recording and all the publishing and all the writing royalties, everybody's okay with that song going in that the film. The producers, the musicians, everything. They've done work for yeah, hire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And 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 not, I don't, yeah, I, I think, I don't focus as much on that piece, but um, if, if it's a big, if it's a bigger sink that I would be working on, I would probably ask for those things too. But for independent films, I don't worry too much about getting that, that work for hire on musicians and and that kind of stuff. But I do make sure we've got the copyright owner, the publishers, you know, all that. And the reason why I mention that is the work for hire, that that's a a term you've not heard before. Uh, Musicians and producers uh, of that track, uh, they're not getting any royalties from that. So you you give them a little bit more to start with, the work for hire. In other words, you own it uh, in the master's. Right and, and would have the right to distribute. Yeah, and and I've even I've even gone back um, that song uh, that you were talking about a minute ago, the Great American Song. Mm-hmm. We had that in in a TV show called Heart of Dixie. It was in there twice. The CW beginning, show, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. CW show, and then we had um, it was in a film. Wow. And at the end of the day, like I ended up taking back to the studio. Um, that it helped us with some stuff on it, a little extra bonus check because when we ha- anyway, it's a really long story, but you know, if, if you don't, if it, you do need to let people know up front that you are going to be pitching this to film and TV. Gotcha. And if you want to do a work, if they want to do a work for hire, if, if they want to do even a buyout, then, then they'll do that. Then gotcha. you need to do that with them. Sounds like you gotta have all the eyes dotted oh, and the all, T's crossed. Yeah, and it's all those things. And administrative it, stuff. That's exactly why mm-hmm. filmmakers don't want to work with artists and songwriters because yeah. they want to work with an agent. They want to work with somebody who who has the paperwork done, who makes it easy for them, who they don't have to explain I everything to, mm-hmm. um, and they they don't want to worry about the rights, the clearance of the songs. 
They've got other things to worry yeah. about. Yeah. Well, and think about like production schedules. Music is always the last thing that they add, mm-hmm. and it's always at the end. And if they're running late, that time gets, you know, squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And so, you know, somebody said the other day, they were asking me, well, you know, how urgent are the briefs you're getting? So briefs Briefs, are, yeah, yeah, so briefs are just like a description of what's needed for a scene. Okay. Um, And I just tell them, well, pretty much I always want to turn a brief around in a few days because... Got to work fast, don't you? Right, because what what you don't want to have happen is even if they, they're going to listen to those songs, even if they sit there for a couple of weeks until they actually do the licensing, mm-hmm. you want to get that work in front of them and you want that work to be the first work that they hear, right? Uh. You want them to fall in love with what you're sending them not what somebody else is sending them. So quality, but also time is, is, yeah. a, is of an essence. Time yeah. is of an essence. And so, yeah, so I have a, an artist community on Facebook. It's called So Sync. Um, so Chantel Ogden Sync. So Sync um, Pitches for Artists. And people can go in there and just answer the four questions and you'll be in the group. And when I have new opportunities nice. come up, I post them in the group. Um, and then... People can send me songs. Give us that again. It's so so sync so uh, sync film film pitches for artists. Okay. Yeah. On and Facebook. On Facebook. Yep. It's there a private go. community, but but anybody can join. And I'm trying to really um, help be the bridge between the quality independent musicians and artists that are out there and the quality independent filmmakers that are out there. Right. And, um, you know, it's just, it's really fun for me to hear. There's so much amazing music that's being produced out there. It really is. And as much as I, and I do, I love country music at the same time, writing for film and TV is much different, right? It is, isn't it? You're writing for the, the emotion of the scene. I was going to say the mood, the the mood, the vibe. Uh Um, you know, I've, this is probably the biggest mistake people make when they send me songs is they'll be storytelling songs. And ain't got I, time for that, do we? <laughs> well, I, yeah, no, no, there isn't time for that. But I, you know, it's like, you know, if by chance, by some weird coincidence, you know, your story lined up with what was happening on the screen. Uh-huh. It would be so weird yeah. to listen to someone. It would almost be like a play-by-play of a sports of a sports thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and then she went down the hall, and then she grabbed her keys, <laughs> and then she went outside and got in her car and drove away. You know, and it's like, and if that was actually happening on the screen at right. the same time, like, can you imagine the 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 feeling you would have? Like, oh, what yeah. is this? Like, this is just bizarre. You know, right? So. That's why storytelling songs don't work yeah. for film and TV. And it's it's not a so lot of country. what does work? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So what does work is um, broad themes mm-hmm. like home, falling in love, taking a trip, you know, kind of some of those broad themes. And, Holiday and, Road. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then um, mostly pop production is what you'll hear mostly. It sounds to me that you have an advantage if you're a person that can produce in their own studio and do this kind of stuff. I, I mean, I think in some ways, yes. I think, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at the music industry. I know people... Who are good at a lot of different things, yeah. right? Who can write, who can produce, who can engineer, um, you know, who could sing, play you know, and sing. Yeah, Justine Blazer, so darn good looking, right? Justine, Justine Blazer comes to mind yes. as somebody who Heard writes, produces, mm-hmm. who you know, she sings, she records, she does all the things. Which guys like Bill O'Hanlon, who's just got it down to his science. He's got right, uh, and group I've of people he works with. Yeah, and, and uh, I've repped some of his songs. I've gotten mm-hmm. him some placements, and um, so th- so there is kind of that thing. Um, that people, you know, they're good at a lot of different things. Then the other side of that is somebody like me who I feel like my gifts are more in the writing and the business side of it. Mm-hmm. So I partner with people on the production. And that's, I think the real key in it is knowing what you're good at. Uh. And, 
So if you're really good at all those other things, then do them. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, then you need to find a different path, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean... I, I actually did a coaching session because I do I do one on one coaching with artists on sync. I did a coaching session the other day, and um, the songs, the production was top shelf, mm-hmm. and at the same time, the production was better than the lyrics were of the songs. Mm. Mm. And I had to tell this person, like, look, you need to work on your songwriting, make it more interesting, more compelling. Because it still has to be a well-written song. Yeah. You know, I mean, it can't, the the lyrics still matter, even though it's not a story, the lyrics still matter. And I said, look, you know, that is what you need to work on. And and I said, work on that first, Mm -hmm. get feedback on the songs first, and then spend the money on the production. Because... You know, early on, and I did this. This was one of the big mistakes I made when I first moved to Nashville. I would write a song. I would get excited about it. I would get it demoed. Yeah. And then, you know, six months later, a year later, I'd go, eh. Why did I do eh, that? Why did I spend that money? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or, you know, people would listen to it and they'd go, well, if I were you, you know, I think you should change the second verse and blah, blah, blah. And I guess what I'm saying is... You know, make sure you've got the song before you spend the money. Great point. Right? And yeah. and there's there's places like NSAI, mm-hmm. Nashville Songwriters Association. Highly who, recommend them. Yeah. Where, where mm-hmm. you can send your songs in and say, look, this is for film and TV. Please listen with that ear. And they'll give you feedback just on rough, just real rough recordings. You know, just mm-hmm. home garage band recordings and do that mm-hmm. do that until tapes, you know? yeah, yeah do that until you get to a point as a songwriter that you can actually then you, when you know like when those sensibilities develop i got you all good points yeah and so it seems to me and it's just my observation uh so many songwriters and we've often said on this show live in nashville surrounded by songwriters and it's cool because i love songwriters and my favorite people but everybody is talking about sync today so there's got to be it's got to be a money maker um it can be yeah it can be a money maker for sure the right kind of placements um can be money makers um and the nice thing about it is it's their money makers forever right Right. so you know there's like if if you get a song in a christmas movie well christmas comes around once a year year. and if that's if that movie gets replayed on hallmark or lifetime or whatever then you then you get (laughs) you still get the money right because people and i should have probably mentioned this before there's the sync license which is the initial upfront fee that you get Mm -hmm. so that's a bulk blank paper you know that's like a big payment so it's like a balloon yeah that's Um, a balloon payment but mm -hmm. then you also get the back end royalties when it airs Ah. um so and that comes through you know ascap ascap bmi the pros yeah yeah. right okay so it's uh it's not like for instance just just to clear this up and correct me if i'm wrong yeah so you write a song gets cut by an artist okay it may take a while to get paid because it's going to get played and then they pay quarterly and they're always a few quarters back. So it may take you, you know, six months before you get a first check. Right. And sometimes longer. But if you had a sync song, mm-hmm. they negotiate that up front, that balloon payment up front and you get paid <sighs> right, yeah. right away. Right. So it's got to be I another just, advantage. Yeah, it is a huge advantage. So I just placed, um, I just finished working on a film where I, I had five songs placed in it so it was a project that i supervised wow wow and um that particular production company also pays really fast wow and so we made the five song selections i told the artists and and songwriters okay this is coming um we announced it you know only after it signed all the paperwork (laughs) never you know never announced it until the paperwork exactly right yeah and then you know it was like probably two weeks later they sent me a check and i wow you know i'm great pay out the artists and i see there you go so Mm -hmm. you know it might be a couple weeks it might be maybe three or three or four weeks but it's still a lot faster and it's it's, and it's it's a lump sum right so a song placement might 
you know, might be $500. It might be a thousand. It might be a couple thousand. Depending on the project. Depending on the project, depending on how long the song is used Mm. in the film. Is it a, is it a montage, which is the, the song kind of takes over and there's pictures kind of layered or is it radio music coming from the background, right? That, that you can barely even hear it's, it's something's back there, but you don't really know what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just different payments that you look at for those different uses. That's that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, it is. And you know, really... I have to tell you, I've been making. You know, I don't, I've I've not done anything with sync, and yeah. and um, and it, that's just my choice, and, and that may change on down the line. But uh, what I have done, I'm more aware now when I'm watching TV or watching a movie mm-hmm. of the songs I'm hearing, mm-hmm. and I'll hear a song, and I'll go, oh, I need to know what that is, so I'll pause. Pull out my Shazam. Shazam, yeah. <laughs> and Shazam it, you know. Oh, wow, that's interesting, you know. Yeah. Because they'll take those songs, too, and they'll put them on the Spotify's and yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So it, yeah, I'm discovering sure. new artists and things there, well, too. Well, and that's that's another reason that Sync's really good is getting your songs out there in a film. Mm-hmm. It promotion meet, for you, too. Yeah, it's promotion, and, and people will, you know, people will message me at times like, hey, I heard your song in this thing, mm-hmm. or they'll go buy it, or something, you know, and, and it can be a really, it's a really good, um, it's good to have the credit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that kind of sets you apart because you have a credit now instead right. of sort of, you know, a lot of other people. Other folks are still working to get the credits. So the credit's good. The exposure's good. The money's good. You know, there's really, there's nothing really bad about sync, in my opinion. Right. Um, the only thing I will say is that it's it's really competitive. It is. You know, it's got to be. It's really competitive. <coughs> but for me, I have found that the time I've spent, I've, I've gotten a lot further spending time in sync than I have just trying to get songs recorded by other artists. Mm. I I was able to do that. That that door opened for me a lot better and and I think that, you know, one thing about the pandemic is, you know, content just exploded. Sure did. And and more and more people are are making films and so I think that that's a real growth area for music. And just and, like in the music industry, we've had a lot of independent uh, artists and do, DIY artists yeah. get a lot of exposure on the different yeah. sites. Yep. It's kind of the same with film, right? A lot of independent yeah. films and, yeah. and new places to get exposure for filmmakers. It is. You yeah, know. it is. And I think I think for for filmmakers and for artists, um, you know, and a lot of thing, a lot of um, people don't know this either, but a lot of independent production companies who are making these films, they they make them. And then they sell them to Hallmark or Lifetime or whatever. Yeah. So even though it's an independent production company and independent filmmakers that I'm working with, they're not big studio filmmakers, that work is still showing up in the same distribution channels. Oh, interesting. So, you know, that's that's really neat too because it's, again, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. the, it's the horse inside the trailer, right? It's a good song inside of a... A movie that, and again, spend more on the horse. Yeah, you've got to spend more on the horse than the trailer. <laughs> that is, that's going to become my new slogan, Dave. I love I'll it. I'll probably write a song about that. I think we're going to call the episode <laughs> that. <laughs> spend more on what's inside the trailer. More on what's inside the trailer. Oh, that could even have like a movie trailer. That could work. That could work. That could work. I'll write that with you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're getting into sync. The yep. things to keep in mind. Um, don't really want story songs. No story songs. We're going to fit the mood. You read that brief and uh, yep. see what you've got that may fit that. Yep. Make sure you've got all your ducks in a row. Yep. You've got your work for hire if needed. You yes. All the other co-writers People and information. All, agree. all yep. of that. And then the money side of it is lump sum up front, royalties on the yep. back. So Absolutely. So I yep. don't see why you wouldn't want to be you know, uh, in the sink. I mean, I think it's a great... It's a great opportunity for mm-hmm. people and and you know again through through the community I have on Facebook I you know it's funny because you know people will say like well you know and I wrote this with so and so and and I produced this with so and so and they and I'm like I don't yeah, care you don't care no because I want to just listen to the song and I tell people 
I don't want to be influenced by that. Yeah, other stuff. I just say, look, just send me the song. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, here's what it's for. Because I'll usually list, like, this is what I'm looking for. Just say, here's the song. Here's what it's for. Thank you. Right. <laughs> you know, just keep it very simple. Now, do don't, you publish Don't these... over-explain. Yes, yeah, right, right. so I, I do these tips on 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 TikTok. Okay. Um, and then I do tips in the community, too. And, in fact, you know, sometimes I put tips of what not to do. So I had someone That's reach good. out to me recently who said, send me your email so I can send you songs to consider. Mm. No, no, hi, this is how I know you. No, please. Like, I, my, you know, my mother's in the back of my head going, he didn't even say please, you know, like, uh, and I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, this, this person, we don't have an established relationship. No. And, and I kind of, you know, it was, it spelled my name wrong, you know, oh, like all the things. Doesn't right? that make you just want and, to. And, and I just think, you know, this, this is not my target audience. My target audience is that person who just wants a chance, is ready to be there for that chance, has the right songs, is showing up mm-hmm. professionally. Exactly. Because there's, here's the thing, Dave, there's enough of those people that I don't have to work with people that don't have it together. Isn't that something? And. And it's a, a beautiful thing. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much great music and people who show up professionally that even if that person, let's say they had great songs, to quote one of my favorite phrases, the juice is not worth the squeeze there for me, <laughs> right? The pain is not worth the gain. It's just not for me. So that's what I love about Sing too. is, you know, I get to listen to great songs and, and meet people who are really... They're really doing it and they just need a chance. And that's what I want to do for them is give them that chance to get that song in front of the right person and get, you know, get that for them. I mean, I've, I've had people, I've had, you know, probably a 15, 20 artists now that I've gotten them their first placement. And that's what I wanted to do with this is just, You know, like, how can I really, because getting started is hard. Like, getting that first credit is hard. It's easier when you can say, I've had one of my songs in such and such or such and such to then be able to go out and do it again, right? Gotcha. But that, yeah, that that initial thing is tough. So that's what I love about it is I love, you know, just helping artists who are ready. And it shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It shows. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a wealth of information. And thank you for uh, spending time and, and explaining that all to us. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, very, very cool. Before we go, though, we've got to hear another song. Yeah. Uh, and, and you've got that beautiful Everett guitar out. Yep. So I want to hear uh, some more Chantale. Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, I'll do the song. Um, since we were talking about Sync and this song earlier, I'll just do... Um, I'll do the Great American song. There's a cool story um, about you and Bill writing this song. Yes, yeah, so um, Bill and I, at the time, um, actually the first song I ever got cut was by a, a country group called Ackland Park. Ackland Park. And I met the lead singer's drummer at the time on, on an elevator in my day job. And he was like, oh, we're looking, you know, we're going to... We're gonna we're gonna record and we're looking for songs and I was like I've got songs you know and so they ended up recording a song of mine that I'd written with Bill and another friend of ours and then we started writing with the lead singer and um, the long story short there was he said well we need it was Bill and I and, and him his name's Markham Stewart we got together and um, it was like well we need to write this kind of anthemy kind of song that you know that people can kind of sing along to and we were at my house and on the on the coffee table was American Songwriter magazine mm, okay and i looked down and i was like the great american song and great and idea. that's where the title came from and then we we just wrote that song and um you know it it's just been a really fun song but i think it you know as a song if people are interested in sync, it's a good example of something that has imagery, but it's general enough that it's not really taking you down a story. 
So gotcha. here's the great American song. Love this song. Take a back road, not caring where it goes, just because you can. Did you ever press rewind to the best days of your life? Knowing you're a lucky man. Do you watch the sunrise over the mountain or a coastline? This is your life. This is my life. Work hard, play hard. One heart, 50 stars. It's about us. So raise your hands up. Big city, small town. We're all country proud to sing along to the great American song. When you were a little kid Did you ever dream big Try on your daddy's boots And somewhere down the road Find dreams of your own Catching up to you Aren't you glad to be living free You can be anything you want to be This is your life It's about us, so raise your hands up, big city, small town. We're all country proud to sing along to the great American song. There's more than fireworks in the sky, the anthem or the stars and stripes. Who we are way down deep inside This is your life This is my life Work hard, play hard One heart, fifty stars It's about us Raise your hands up Big city, small town We're all country proud to sing along Chantel Ogden, The Great American Song, and it is a great American oh, song. Oh, thank you. Written thank by you, you and Bill DeLuigi. We need more great American songs today, I think. Yeah, you know, Plus, I just, I think that there's a lot of truth to that, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. That, that would be a whole nother podcast. Yeah, I know. There's so many different podcasts within a podcast. That's right. It's so good to have you on the show and to find out more about you. Yeah. I feel like I've known you uh, a long time now. I know, yeah. I know, and and we've just uh, we've just more recently connected. But yeah. I did enjoy your rounds a lot at Thank you. at and the Gatlinburg Songwriters Festival, and, and I yours, yeah. And I um I heard part of I think I was telling you this. I heard part of your um your baseball song, yeah. Mm. Uh, which I love. Louisville Slugger. Yeah, yeah. and I I heard like a half a chorus of that in the songwriting rooms the first night. Because mm-hmm. oh, you, you were know, in the, that room. Okay. Yeah, because you just kind of wander around, yeah, right? right? And I heard maybe half of that song or half of a chorus of that song, and I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And so when I saw you at the songwriters round and you did that, I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" And now I get to hear the whole story. But what a great, Thank what a great so song! That's just I such just, a just recorded that. So yeah, good. Out sometime this fall. Good, so, good. Yeah. That's you know, yeah. speaking of story songs, that's yeah. that's right up there. So probably wouldn't work for sync. Then. <laughs> well, no, but you know, not every song is a sync song. Not you know? everyone is. That's right. and that's okay. You but know? if there's a baseball movie out there. 
Let me know. If there's a baseball movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. Could be. You never know. Listening to me. Yeah. Chantel, where do we find you uh, on your socials and online and stuff? You've got your own so, website too, right? Yeah. So my website's just Chantel Ogden, S-H-A-N-T-E-L-L Ogden, O-G-D-E-N.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then social media, I made it easier. It's just at Shans, S-H-A-N-S music Ah, on all of the, yeah, all the Your friends call you Shans? Shan? Shan? Well, (laughs) yeah, they do. Um, Mostly my family. But yeah, good friends do. Good friends do. So you can call me that, David. Could I or no? You You wouldn't slap me. Yeah, you could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I imagine folks could Google you too. You're going to Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They can can Google. They can Google. I am, like I said earlier, I'm out there. You're out there. You really are. Well, thanks for being in here in the dining room. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Awesome. I just want to uh, round up what's happening uh, for the rest of October for you. Uh, we've got an uh, interview set up with Erica Latza, who's an artist. I like to put these uh, young independent artists that I meet around town that I really admire, mm-hmm. that, uh, that are writing really good things. And her record was also produced by the same people who produced mine, uh, Ren, uh, Ren, uh, Renfrey. Uh, who's uh, really one of my neighbors. So Erica Lotz is going to be on. We'll find out about her. Bobby Tomerlin, a big hit writer, he's going to be on uh, with us October 19th. Mark Allen Barnett will be back. We're going to talk about uh, rounds, songwriter rounds, how to be better at them. If you if you don't have them in your out, uh, in your own hometown, maybe you can make your own songwriter yeah. rounds. That's what we did in Cincinnati before I moved sure. uh, to Nashville. Why so, not? Yeah, and we're going to talk to people like Debbie Champion, who's been mm-hmm. hosting rounds for thirty plus years, and right. uh, you know just how to perform better and and get. Your rounds. So uh, I think that'll be informative. So those are things that are coming up. Chantel, thank you very much uh, for joining us on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Yeah, thank you, Dave. This has been a lot of fun and just uh, really appreciate the opportunity. I'm sure we're going to see you around. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.